It's Tasmania Talks with our entertainment guru, Mr Peter Ford. It is an absolute pleasure. Peter, good morning and welcome. Good morning to you, Mike. Hey, tell me, Judith Durham's send-off, the memorial, what a superb evening and what um, it truly was a, a, a beautiful service. Was that her sister? I believe that was... Um, was it Beverly Sheehan? Was yeah, it, uh, Beverly Sheehan. Yeah, she's quite well known around the jazz circle, and, and for those who are jazz fans right around Australia, uh, she's been around. She's older th- than Judith, so she told wonderful stories and sang last night. This all happened at the Hamer Hall at the Arts Centre, and I feel like we're almost rubbing salt into the wound because I know there's a lot of people who would love to have watched it last night, but it was not easy to access. No, it wasn't. You, know, you, you had to go to the state government website and mm. stream it and all that. And, and a lot of people, particularly older people, they're not, they're not up with all that. They don't have access to those things. And I felt sorry that it wasn't easier for those people to get to see it because it was, as you say, just so beautifully done. I mean, I it was... It couldn't help but be tinged with sadness, but at the same time, it was largely very upbeat and a celebration of this remarkable woman. And, and the tribute, I guess, from Keith Podger, Bruce Woodley and Ethel Guy, that just brought back so many memories. Well, yeah, to see them Incredible. there. And, of course, they talked about this song that Bruce had written 20 years ago but never finished, and then he'd gone and finished it, and they sent it to Judith, and it's it's hard to get the exact time frame on this, but it seems like it was only this year. She went and recorded the vocals for it. The song's called Carry Me, and they were planning to release it as the 60th anniversary of The Seekers at the end of this year. And so they played that, and even though it was a, like a demo track, it was absolutely beautiful. Mm. And to think that she was quite sick and still had this magnificent voice. I mean, it was quite freakish, really. And, and in fact, one of the boys told the story about very often because of this chronic lung condition she had since she was a child sometimes they'd hear her just coughing and coughing in the dressing room before going on and they think there's no way now and she's going on tonight and she did and she'd always just be fantastic true true and uh, what a just a oh look a, a still if it gets if it gets to the point where it gets to be released uh, like the the whole show I urge people to see it I mean it, it's just Gosh, it's, uh, it's, it's worthy, and she's such a lovely, lovely person, or shall I say, yeah, sadly was. Tracy. Yeah, it makes me angry, though, Mike, that we've got all these channels have now got secondary channels. You know, the ABC, you've got secondary channels. True. Well, why couldn't one of the, they use one of those to put it on? What a very good point, because you know. it's, you're spot on, and they should have, and it was so difficult to find it. But, you know, I, I'm just a big fan, so therefore it's different there. But I, I totally agree. They, it now should be put together and packaged and released so people can see it. I think that'll be worthwhile seeing. Well, I think a state funeral should be made available. I mean, I know initially with Bert's one last year, nobody was going to show that initially. And they told people, oh, you've got to go to Federation Square in Melbourne and watch it on the big screen, which is what people had to do last night as well. But that doesn't suit everybody in the middle of winter going out into sitting outside watching it, you know. Uh, But with Bert's one, eventually one of them, I think it was Channel 10, were the first to say, oh, we'll show it on air. And then suddenly Channel 9 jumped in and Channel 7 jumped in and everyone ended up showing it, you know, like feast or famine. Indeed. And uh, Tracy Grimshaw, Pete, signing off from ACA. What is it? After 17 years, she's finishing up. What was interesting, isn't it, is, is the way she states the fact that, no, it's not a boys' club here. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm do- yeah. doing this because it's my own decision. Yeah, well, she decided to own that 
moment and to own that announcement yeah. and you know it was incredibly well kept secret even people working on a current affair didn't know until i mean some very key senior people did but most didn't and they were in the office and they thought the auto cue had broken down because suddenly she's talking about something that hadn't been scripted and they're all looking up thinking what she had living about and next thing she's resigning so that's how well kept it was as a secret i think she's wanted out for a bit of time now um as she quite openly said she's just tired you know she's just tired and she um you know it's a it's a good gig in a lot of ways because you, you it's the ratings are always pretty solid for yeah. it you're actually yeah. most nights you're only on air for about four or five minutes because it's just throwing oh, the stories course. and every so often you get to do a big interview and i think people really enjoyed it when tracy did those big interviews but we didn't get it that often um so i think she's been a bit frustrated i think she wanted to leave last year and they talked her into staying on the condition she only had to do four nights a week this year so she stayed another year but yeah it you know it's an incredible run and and it's certainly the end of an era and the you know the lobbying is on now to find out who's going to replace her what's your tip layla mckinnon uh, perhaps well, I think Layla would probably be right at the front of the line if she wanted it. I'm yeah. not sure she wants it because she now lives in Byron Bay. The kids are all enrolled in school up there. Oh, I mean, it's yes, one thing to yes. come down and fill in for a week or even two uh, for Tracy, but, you know, it's another thing to have to relocate back to Sydney. Mm. Uh, I think Carl has probably got his hand up as well. I think he is probably getting tired of the early mornings, and he knows that if he doesn't get the job this time, who knows how many more years it'll be before it comes up again. So I think he's very much got his hand up as well. Yeah, good call. Wayne Carey. I mean, he, this, this this guy's fairly controversial in the past, as we know. Goes to a casino and drops a bag of white powder on the table. Oops. Yeah, well, and, the, and of course it wasn't confiscated. Uh, so I guess in one sense, we're never really going to know what was in that bag. I mean, you might choose to believe him that it was a bag of crushed up uh, anti-inflammatories and painkillers and whatever. I've asked some doctors, is that possible? And they said it's certainly possible, but it seems very peculiar to yeah, do that yeah. because most of those things these days you can buy in liquid form anyway, or in some cases you can buy in a form that just literally melts in your mouth. Um, so there's no need to be walking around crushing up tablets and walking around with Ziploc bags full of that. You know, it, it's just not necessary to do it. So. I think it's interesting that I think it's a shame in a way that the bag wasn't confiscated because we could have been analysed. I mean, had that been me, I would have said to the security guard, please, I insist you take this and analyse it and come back to me and give me an apology. Yeah. Um, you know, because th- that's what I would do. But instead, he's decided to accept being banned from the casino for two years, being he was evicted from the hotel he was staying at, which was a Crown Hotel, uh, told to leave. So it, it looks sus, you know. Oh, it, it really does. Sus. Yeah. Um, and, of course, as you say, he's got past form for different misbehaviour. So who knows where it's going to end? I mean, he's been stood down from Channel 7, stood down from Triple M, pending an investigation. But, you know, what can they do? I mean, if he keeps insisting it was ground-up painkillers, yep. and no how one's are they going it. to prove otherwise? <laughs> Next thing you know, if they fire him, they, he could go them for unfair dismissal. Yep, spot on. Uh, what's this space. Tell me, finishing on such a high with a brilliant tribute concert to Taylor Hawkins. 
Oh, that was an incredible thing. You can, if you've got, I think it's Paramount Plus, you can watch it. But otherwise, there are some clips available. And Taylor Hawkins, of course, from Foo Fighters, died well, not even six months ago now. And they put on so this big all star concert. Yeah, only fifty. He put they put on this big all star concert for him in London. They're doing another one in Los Angeles in a couple of weeks' time. But to me, the real highlight of the night was when his sixteen-year-old son Shane mm. got up and played the drums. Brilliant. Like played. Brilliant. With, and if you look at this young guy's face, I mean, even if you don't like the music of the Foo Fighters, it may not be your scene, but to see his face, and he seems to be playing brilliantly yeah. to my eye. Well, I thought ear. so too. Yeah, but just the look of determination yeah. on his face to do his dad proud, it's one of the most magnificent things you'll ever see and they, in the music world. Yeah, and they're one of my favourite bands. I, I love the band. Um, listen, Pete, I appreciate that. That's uh, what a busy one. So I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with you same time next week, if possible. Good on you, Mike. Take care. Thank you indeed. Tasmania Talks.